Blog Talk Radio. We have done it, ladies and gentlemen. T-G-I-M. Thank God it's Monday. We are back. It's a small hiatus. The Stoop Radio Show is back. You already hear the excitement in the background there. Everybody, <laughs> want to thank you for uh, taking the time and uh, being patient with us through some hiatus. We uh, made some changes, went through some new formats, and uh, we're back. Uh, the last guest we had before we went away was Dee Wallace. I'm going to take a second to thank Dee. Uh, she's outstanding. She's a great Hollywood actress took the time to come out, listen, talk, and uh, that's more of what we're going to bring to you as we come back here with The Stoop. Before I say anything else, I want to introduce to you somebody brand new to The Stoop family. She is beautiful, she is talented, she is fun, and fellas, right up my alley, she's a beer drinker. (laughs) Welcome my co-host, Jewel Tatey. Jewel, welcome to The Stoop. This is a huge moment. We are thrilled to have you. Thank you so much, Jeff. I am so happy to be here. I am, like, so happy to be a part of the Stoop family, and I'm ready to just get this journey started, and we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome. That's what it's all about here at the Stoop. It's fun. It's laid back. It's uh, it's not your father's radio show. We we have a lot of fun here. We we let it fly. We drink beer. We, we curse. We insult <laughs> each other. We, we do crazy things. Um and that's what it's all about. We welcome Jewel. And again, thank you for uh, being a part of it. Um, what did you do part-time? I know in the past, not part-time, but I know in the past you would spend some time in radio. Tell some people about where you've been and your experiences. Oh, gosh. Well, I started like nine years ago um, as an intern on the Danny Bonaducci show for 94.1 WISP. Um, that station has since been uh, changed. <laughs> Uh, Danny was a trip. It was a bunch of fun. I learned so much and it just, you know, fueled my excitement for radio and I just, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. I love it so much. Uh, I never thought I'd be an on-air personality, but I'm so happy to have this opportunity and uh, see where it takes me. So, uh, yeah, ever since then, I have been trying to do stuff that's creative and up my alley and I've had the gamut of jobs, but uh, I'm just happy to be here with you guys tonight and uh, have some fun. <laughs> That's awesome. We're, we're glad to have you. Um, I could tell from some of the uh, pre-shows we did and some of the workouts and, and just getting to this point, this is really a passion of yours. I know you like the local scene, local music. Some of the things we're going to be doing here for you is in the upcoming weeks, having on local bands, playing local band music. And uh, speaking of bands and music, great guest tonight, Danielle Writer. She's excellent. She's got a brand new album coming out called 1440. We are going to play a track from that tonight called Warrior. And uh, Danielle will be with us around 8.30, and uh, we will speak to her. Uh, Jewel, real quick, um, in having you and, and you spend a little time with uh, our former host, John Ragus, and I want to take a second out to thank John for the opportunity for creating the stoop. Uh, he's now doing some behind-the-scenes stuff with us. He's helping us uh, lock some guests. We're still a part of us. He's got a lot going on in life. We're very proud of him. We're very excited for him. Um, we, I really wouldn't be here without him, and we wouldn't be doing a stupid without him. So 
we'd like to wish him well. We'd like to thank him. I know he's listening, so I'm going to say something insulting about him a little later on. <laughs> you can feel free to take a dig <laughs> as well if you like. That's what we do here. We dig on each other, and that's what makes it fun. Sound Aww. good? Thank you, John. <laughs> we do appreciate it. And uh, he told me to make fun of you tonight, so I'll try to do that too. <laughs> Absolutely. That was one of his, his favorite things to do here is uh, let me have it. And you know, rightfully deserved, as you'll hear uh, just tonight and in the upcoming episodes, just how much of a jackass I could truly be. <laughs> well, let's do something big here and something that we have all enjoyed at the stoop. And now Jewel is going to get her uh, maiden voyage on it. Time for top five. Yeah. Yeah, top five is here, something <laughs> that me and John have loved. And uh, now me and Jewel are going to get into it. Tonight's topic, Jewel, top five bands that you'd like to see in concert or wish you have seen in concert. So don't be afraid to go back to somebody you may never get and let us know about somebody you'd like to see. And then we'll do that right now. Being the veteran of it, I will start. You can hear my list. Okay. (laughs) You know, I'll take it a little easy on you. And I'll go, uh, we'll start out my five. My five band is Slayer. Uh, Big metal scene. Band has been around a long time. They really thrash. And I just hear such great things about the concert. Somebody I've always wanted to go see, Slayer, at number five. Number four is Iron Maiden. Another legendary uh, hard rock metal band that's been around a long time. They just came on tour and missed them yet again. So it's starting to look bleak, but I'd like to get a chance, Iron Maiden. Uh, Number three, very popular band. Uh, The Wife Would Love Me if I could pull this off as well. The Foo Fighters, fantastic. So many good songs, so many great albums. Something i got to do at least once. Number two, kind of a curveball, a little surprising. I might get some heat from this because it's somebody replacing a legend. It's Queen with Adam Lambert. And they were just in town recently here in Philly. We're based out of Philly, in case anybody's wondering. Uh, and I heard the show was incredible. Um, you didn't think that Queen could come back after losing Freddie Mercury years ago. But Adam Lambert, from what I hear, puts on an amazing show. And the, the original band is there. And that's number two. And, and number one for me has very little to do with the music, but it's war. The obnoxious costumes, the vomit, the peeing on fans, the whole nine yards, the ridiculous trip that is war. Uh, am I a fan of a lot of their songs? No. But I like to see this spectacle? You're damn right. At least once I'd like to check it out. That's my top five, and I'm going to uh, shoot it over to Jewel and, and hear your top five. That's so good. That's well thought out. I didn't know Queen was back with Adam Lambert. That's that has to be like something to say because his voice is phenomenal. You know, Freddie Mercury can't be topped, but if anyone's going to do it, that kid can. You know. I hear it's good. That's, I'm dying to try it. Yeah. Um. I. You know, I struggle with this list because I actually. I think my list of you know that I want to see and um, starting off when I was 10 I saw John Denver who has passed and I love him my family loves him like he's just he's probably him and Johnny Cash are like the only country I really listen to but um, yeah John Denver was such a a great former singer like he was just a nice man I'm, I'm happy I got to see him when I was 10 years old um, number four Sia. I saw Sia last year. I never thought I would get the chance to see her because, you know, she's always hitting behind, like, the wigs and stuff. 
So she doesn't <laughs> tour a lot, but she did that big tour last year. And yeah, my sister took me to go see her. So I was very happy to see Sia. Um, number three is Bruce. I saw Bruce Springsteen probably like 12 times my whole life. Um, every single concert was great. I got to experience like just different parts of my life, like going to a Bruce concert and Probably the best one was I graduated Penn State and I saw him a couple of days later at, um, you know, the Bryce Jordan Center up there. And I had front row. He stood in front of me. He was shorter than me. And he slapped <laughs> my hand. I couldn't believe it. It was like, it was like a, I was an outer body experience. It was crazy. High five from the boss. Wow. It was amazing. I had pictures prove it. So, you know, don't doubt me. Uh, number two was Lana Del Rey. I am so obsessed with Lana Del Rey. Like, I just love her voice. Um, I love all her music. Her new album just dropped. Um, I'm really huge nerd and fan of hers. And I saw her at Borgata, um, about two years ago. First row for that too. Yep. <laughs> awesome. And my number really? one, um, yeah. And, uh, my number one, uh, probably is Eminem because I'm the biggest Eminem fan ever. Anyone will tell you they call me Slim Tady. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, when I was 18, I got to see him on the Anger Management Tour, and he hasn't really been on a big tour since. So I got first row for that and got to slap Slim Shady's hand, too. So, yeah, that's my top five. <laughs> that's a great top five. You went a little <laughs> different. You went with fans that you've already seen, and that's very yeah. cool, too. with one. To say. Both are great. I've been to a lot of concerts myself, and um, now I'm going to call you Slim Tady, and now have a brand new nickname right here on the yeah. suit. It's going to be on your suit T-shirts and everything, Slim Tady. So let's uh, oh, let's geez. rehash number five, um, top five band. Uh, number five for me was Slayer. Number four was Iron Maiden. Uh, number three, the Foo Fighters. Number two, Queen with Adam Lambert, something I've not got Jewel into, and hopefully they come back around and uh, catch up to that. And then number one is or uh, Jules top five John Denver it's a little shocking you know we like that here we like going you know we like going out of the room here at the stoop uh, number four is uh, Sia without her wigs or with her wigs either way <laughs> number three high five from the boss Bruce Springsteen that's a big one number two uh, Lana Del Rey and number one Slim Shady himself Eminem Slim Shady <laughs> For Slim Haiti. Terrific list. What do you think? Top five. Um, it's I like it. I like your list a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like your list a lot. Uh, I also like that you came out at number two and called yourself a nerd because that's what we do here a lot on the stoop. I get fan geeked a lot with the people we have on. No shame in it. I have told guests that. I told uh, Nancy Valen on the air. I'm in love with her. My wife didn't leave me, so I'm in good hands. So <laughs> you're allowed to get geeked. And, uh, as we do, we have some great guests, so it's always worthwhile to get excited and it shows the passion. Um, so let's get into some let's get into some topics. This is what me and John uh, also like to do. We like to do uh, some topics and discussion. We haven't been here in a while, so a lot of things is going on. And uh, the one I like to talk about, obviously, a couple of unfortunate stories: suicides of two legendary rock stars, uh, Chris Cornell of Soundgarden and Audio Slave. And then uh, not too much longer behind that, Chester Bennington, 
Lincoln Park and he had a stint with Stone Temple Pilots. The reason why I bring this up, I'm going to ask you, Jewel, um, first and foremost, it seems like a lot of people are talking about depression. And uh, these guys seem to have everything, but the depression get, kicks in. Is depression a really big topic suddenly? Is it something that people got to pay more attention to? And even in big celebrities, is it something that people around them need to focus on? I think mental health is so huge, and it definitely, you know, deserves to be talked about more. Um, I just feel that people don't have that outlet to talk to people and, you know, to go as far as suicide like you're just you've you know exhausted all your other options like that's the last option you've got to so even your family can't help you like Chester Bennington had six kids that's crazy like having a daughter myself like I just couldn't imagine for the life of me like willingly leaving her but um yeah I mean those demons have just been um you know probably eating them and it's just so sad. It's the biggest tragedy. I, you know, was a huge fan of both of them. Like, grew up with Lincoln Park. I really grew up with Soundgarden. Like, my older brothers and sisters, like, from back in the day, like, Chris Cornell, Jesus, like, his voice, like, he was just <laughs> an angel. He was, like, it was just, it's just so sad to see. So, yeah, mental health awareness um, really needs more attention, in my opinion. What do you think? I agree with you there, and it seems like when you get to be that big, nobody really thinks of, hey, let me take the time to talk to this guy. Everybody is coming at you with, we need you to do this, we need you to do that, let's generate music, let's generate records, let's get on tour. And even with families, they don't have the time to sit and have anybody really sit and listen to these guys, and it's really a shame. Like I said, Chris Cornell had a lawyer, a tremendous voice, amazing presence, a good-looking guy. Every woman you talk to was in love with Chris Cornell. Um do we see this as, now this is, you know, I don't want this to be taken out of context, but does it seem like a strange form of art where these rock stars get to their pinnacle and then fade away on top? Is this something you're thinking now, like they're they're mocking each other in a sort of art? I, you know, it's a strange thought, you know, because the normal person just wouldn't think like that. But you really don't know, I mean... These were really geniuses in their craft, and what were they thinking in their later years? Like, not faded out, because Chris Cornell had a show that night, you know? Like, Chester Bennington, Lincoln Park is huge, like, it's still huge. Like, they could sell out arenas, no problem. Like, I don't know, it had to be like an inner struggle. And it's so crazy that, you know, Chester did it on, you know, Chris's birthday, like, and they were close friends, so... I'm just going to say that, you know, I, I, I pray for their families and um, it really just must have been, I can't see this being an artistic thing or going out on top because they would have been out on top in their 80s. So I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, good point. I mean, um, when you see uh, performers die tragically, Michael Jackson, Prince, George Michael more recently, uh yeah, they went out on top of their game, even in their tragic loss. Suicide, to me, is something very scary. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the thought hit me that maybe it's art and, you know, the way Kurt Cobain did it, but scary. And you kind of hope that musicians now learn from this and they start to take the time to 
talk to families and seek help, etc. But uh, I like your output. I really, I really like what you think. And then you know, use words like demons, and, and that's the big word. That's what everybody seems it is. It's uncontrollable demons. Yeah, it's just so sad. And um, you know, suicide has just been a topic this year with like 13 why and, and people saying that it's a great great um, message and then other people like condemning it because it's like bringing about ideas for young kids but you know what I watched the whole thing and I it really shows the effect it has on people like what you do really has repercussions for everyone you love everyone you touch like everyone is going to have those questions like forever about why you did what you did like it's really but if someone's going through it they just need that outlet to uh get all their thoughts out and you know one to lean on so agreed good outlet on that and then we go from uh, one demon to another kind of demon the, the next topic here and this is one that um i really wanted to get jewel in on and i like the fact i can get a female point of view um now, we've talked, you're not the biggest sports follower, but this is a story that goes a little beyond sports. It's Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott, and Elliott was recently suspended six games by the NFL uh, for alleged domestic violence. Um, something that's really is getting tired, something we're getting tired of hearing from NFL players. Now, as a woman, do you think six games is enough? Do you think these guys really got to get the hammer laid down to them? I mean, if you're an average guy on the street beating your woman – you're going to go to jail. Do you think that the league needs to get in and athletes need to be treated a little more stern when it comes to domestic violence? You know, it's, it's serious. So um, I definitely think if someone's in the public eye, he's representing the NFL, like, of course it has to have consequences. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to see any female go through that because, you know, it's just, it's terrible. But this story, like, I don't know. It's a little shady. Like she, uh, she was mad at him because he didn't invite him, her to her, his uh, 21st birthday party. So she's like, I'll ruin your career, you know? And she got all, uh, defensive and she went out and then she's like, she actually said, this is a direct quote from him saying that you're a black athlete. I'm a white girl. They're not going to believe you. Now, that's despicable. Like, if she's doing this, like, saying he abused her and he really didn't and she's literally ruining his career over this, that's sad. And he's actually going after the NFL, like, I don't know. I'll feel really bad for the guy if he didn't do it. But as a whole, like, the guys who have proven to have done it, yeah, hell yeah, you should be punished, like, you can't just step on women. That's just not a lie. I mean, but <laughs> right. that that goes for any job. My sister's a teacher, you know, like she would get fined or fired like if, if she did something like that. And uh, same with like government employees, like you're representing that company. So, um, yeah, you'd be punished if uh, it was in, you know, public record. What do you think? Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I always compared the average working man to athletes. And I watch every sport, as you know, from the past episodes. And, and me and John get into discussions. We go on and on about sports athletes. But I think they got to start being treated like the average guy. If I'm at my job and they find out I'm beating my wife, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get fired. 
if they yeah. find out that I'm if they find out I'm smoking weed and and doing coke and the whole nine yards, I'm going to get removed from my job. I'm not going to get a suspension. I'm not going to get a you know miss six days of work and come back. It's not going to happen. I'm going to lose my job. So right. to me, I think athletes it should be held to a higher standard. If they want to kneel for the national anthem, that's fine. Speak your protest. Do what you want to do. But when it comes to general things, act like a regular human being. Don't beat women. Don't abuse drugs. Stuff like that. I mean, you have to agree with me there. Yeah, totally makes sense. I mean, that goes back to grade school. Like, I went to a Catholic grade school, and they're like, look, you're representing our school. You're representing the team. Like, any actions you do outside of school will reflect on the school. So just don't mess up. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You were dying to sneak in that first little uh, R-rated word, and I'm I'm happy for you. You've uh, sorry broken your R-rated here at the stoop. <laughs> we do it. Uh, the guests will do it. A lot of people like to do it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I can be closed-minded. I'm an Eagles fan. I don't care what they do to Dallas. But really, you got to look at it as a big picture. And looking at it as a big picture, like you said, there's two sides to every story. Actually, three sides to every story. There's hers, there's his, and there's what actually happened. Have to wait out and see right. if evidence comes up. We got to see what happens when he challenges the league. Um, what would you, you know, if it turns around and we find out he's innocent, what should happen to this girl? I guess nothing happens to her, right? I mean, she's just labeled bad. I mean, people are bash her on social media, probably, but nothing will really happen to her. I don't think. Do you? Or could she get in trouble for that? You would think something should come of it or would come of it. Doesn't mean it will. I agree 100%. Yeah. Doesn't mean it will. But, you know, you run the risk as an athlete. Um, I know just being on this radio show, when I walk down the street, people are always trying to get a piece of me. So, There's a guy from the stoop. And they want to <laughs> frame me and get me in bad situations and not nothing like that yet. It's going to come, though. One day when the... We're bumping Howard Stern off of his spot on Sirius Radio. We're going to be chased down streets by angry mobs of people. <laughs> and Eminem. <laughs> and Eminem. We'll bump him, too. <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll be our first guest on our uh, in-studio live shows, and uh, you can tell him just how much you love him. <laughs> yep. We'll shoot the shit. <laughs> there we go. That's what we do here. We shoot the shit here. We shoot the shit with him. Speaking of people that shoot the shit and people that run their mouths and talk a lot, this one I've been dying to discuss. August 26th, uh, probably the biggest fight that's been hyped up in years and years to come. Floyd Mayweather, legitimate boxer, maybe still pound for pound the best boxer today, uh, 49-0. Going to get in the ring with a UFC fighter, a former UFC champion, Conor McGregor. Two different words, UFC and their wrestling style and their kicking style are going to meet a legit boxer in the boxing ring. I'll ask a pretty direct question. Who are you rooting for and why are you rooting for him? I really don't know. I'm so confused about this. I mean, I don't like Mayweather as a person, per se. I think he's kind of he's gaudy and everything. But he's a really good fighter. And... um you know, I think we're just all looking for a good show. I mean, 
I'm Irish. I should root for McGregor and all that, but <laughs> I don't know. McGregor's kind of corny to me anymore. I, I've talked to a lot of people, and I don't know. I just don't like what he's doing. I I know he's won a lot of matches by TKO, so, you know, I, I, I'm just looking for a great show. I want to see a good fight. I want to see some punches. Maybe he'll mess up and, like, kick in the face. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I just want to see Mayweather go at it, like, show he's not the old man and he doesn't have to, like, you know, dance around the ring or anything. Like, he's going to throw some punches. McGregor's going to land some good punches. I just want to see a quick, hard-hitting fight. (laughs) Who are you rooting (laughs) for, Jeff? Me, I got to lean towards Conor McGregor, and I'm not the biggest McGregor fan. But I'm very, like I said, I'm anti-Mayweather. I think there's too much gaudy, too much glitz. And let's face it, I mean, the boxing talent pool has been demised uh, by UFC. So you're not getting the great boxing matches like you once saw. Uh, McGregor beating him, knocking him out, which I believe he has to knock him out. I don't think he's going to outpoint him or dance around the ring long enough to get a decision. So he's going to have to knock him out. Not a lot of people have faith in him, and I like that. I'm an underdog kind of guy. It would yeah. it would really make my night. But, but let's face it, if McGregor knocks him out, the bigger payday comes in a rematch. And again, I hate to play a conspiracy theorist, and, and John always gets on me for being a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's in the cards. Maybe the uh, McGregor knockout with the big rematch for even more money is down the road. But like I said, I just want to see a good fight. That's what I'm yeah. interested in. Yeah, I'm definitely going out of that. It's going to be... A great match, no matter what happens. <laughs> I agree. And that, again, is uh, August 26th. And uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are out there right now uh, unscrambling and jailbaiting their fire sticks and trying to get it for free. <laughs> yeah. <If> you can't <laughs> pay for it. Get the feeling it might be worthwhile to pay for it. It might be something fun and interesting. We'll see on that. Um, so as we wind down here, we're a few minutes away from our guest singer-songwriter Danielle Taylor. She's going to come on and talk about her new album. We are going to play one track uh, in between there. The track is called Warrior. Uh, we're excited to have her on. She's been around for a few years. She's starting to make a big push. And um, one of the great talents we have and one of the many people we're going to be bringing to you here on The Stoop. Half hour into it. What do you think so far, Joy? Are you uh, making a new home? I'm getting more comfortable. I have to admit, I was a little nervous. I am so excited for Danielle. I think she's going to be a wonderful first guest. She just seems like the sweetest person on the planet. Um, I really enjoy her album. I know you guys are too. So, yeah, I'm really excited. And, uh, yeah, good things to come. That's awesome. We we like that. And like I said, we like artists, musicians. Uh, one of the very first things Jewel told me when we had talked about the project is, I want music. I want bands. I want to play local bands. Like I said, we're from the Philly area. No more New York, John. New York has been overrun and pushed to the side. Philly's <laughs> 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 in the house. Jewel has on her Philadelphia Phillies hooded sweatshirt, and I couldn't be happier. I unfortunately have a T-shirt on that says "Drunken Grownups" in the form of Dunkin' Donuts because you know, <laughs> I'm very one-sided and closed-minded. It's all about beer drinking, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, yep. Bottles up. What do you got tonight, Jewel? What are you drinking for us? It's a Miller Lite. Not my choice, but, you know, it'll do the job. <laughs> I like yeah, High Life, I have to admit. <laughs> High Life, the champagne of beers, is that right? Is that Miller yes, High Life? Yes, it is. 
it's delicious. A lot of calories, <laughs> so I have to switch to my Captain and Diet Coke. But uh, yeah, High Life is definitely my uh, top beer. How about That's you, right, Jeff? That's right, I'm Merlite tonight. Tonight I have uh, I got a pair. Tonight it's uh, Trugs and their Sunshine Pills, a summer measly four and a half percent loaded with hops, and then uh, later on in the program and things really get running, uh, Trogues' Crimson Pistol, a beautiful IPA brewed with hibiscus flowers. Ooh, You ever drink a beer with hibiscus flowers? Oh, yeah, very fancy. <laughs> it's reddish in color, too, so it really fits the mood. It's got like a um, pinkish, almost looks like wine. It's not oh, the coolest looking thing. Right? Oh, okay. Well, can't really say it's still <laughs> bottled. Oh, uh, okay. You see the bottle? You nice. can't quite see the redness. We're very far away from each other in the studio. It looked like clear across. Jules, I'm going to say, yeah. almost like she's in like another room. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how you drink those IPAs, though. They're a little bitter for my palate. But, um, yeah, uh, maybe you could show me some good ones that, you know, don't taste like poo. Absolutely. It, it's happened uh, me and Jewel and then the wife and, and Jewel's significant other have been out uh, on the town. We've seen each other in action. We sang karaoke. Uh, that's stuff we're going to do here in future episodes as well. One of these nights you're going to have Jewel singing here live. Oh, hell stage. no. <laughs> 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 Will not happen. I'll try to make that not happen at all. Try not to make a comparison of yeah. Try not to make a comparison of host and guest host, but John used to sing. He had no shame in singing. <sighs> Terrible as it was. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> well, Jeff, if you get me drunk enough, you know, I have to belt out some uh, jukebox, baby. <laughs> there we go. All right, so now we are going to uh, turn to the airwaves. We are going to click on, and we are going to be joined in a moment by Miss Danielle Taylor. Danielle, you with us? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi. Good evening. Welcome to the stoop. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm totally excited to be talking to you guys. Uh, we are very excited nice to, to have you. Nice to you. Yeah, we're um, definitely looking forward to having you here. Me and Joe are going to uh, fire out some questions. First of all, let's just take the time out to thank you for being here. And uh, for people who want to get to know you, www.danieltaylormusic.com is the website. Uh, so let's yeah. get right to it. Let's uh, tell us a little something about your new album. It's 1440. We have listened to it here, me and Joel. We have a track to play uh, a little later on. Uh, tell us about some songs and some inspirations that came behind this album. Yeah, so my whole inspiration most of the time is just the whole you-can-do-it attitude. <laughs> uh, it sounds totally <laughs> cool. cheesy, but it's so real. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so my, my main idea in life is, is that, you know, bad things happen, but that doesn't mean that your life sucks and you normally can work through it and see the silver lining. And, you know, as long as you do your best every day and everything you try, things work out, you know? So that's pretty much my, you know, each song has its own version of that. Um, for example, the very first song we open the record with is called Warrior, and that song's about different um, struggles that people face, whether it's cancer or the loss of a loved one or just something simple like, oh, I had a crush and he doesn't like me back, you know, whatever. Um, fight through it. Don't let that, you know, let down or struggle or fear over, um, you know, overtake your life. 
just be a warrior and, and, and fight through it. And there are other people fighting with you, alongside with you, with those same kind of issues. So that's what that song is mostly about. Um, yeah, and I mean, I have a ton of them. I, I mean, there's, there's lots of songs on the record, and I, I love them all. Um, one of my favorite ones is the song Is It Okay? Uh, that's a ballad, and that one is it's kind of a one-off for me most of the time. I'm a happy chick. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like, like a son, I'm like the person. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm saying we like that here. We like happy and upbeat. That's excellent. Oh, good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, most of the time I'm, I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I, I, I was just going to say, you know, I love your album. I love all the messages and you are just so positive and upbeat and you have some really feel good tracks on that album. And I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that is exactly how I want people to feel. So thank you very much. I'm, that's awesome. Of you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of the person that's like at, at the office in the morning at like whatever AM you wake up and you go there and I'm like, Hey, how are you? People are like, shut up. I haven't had coffee. <laughs> like that's me. <laughs> so. We need those people in our lives to brighten our day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Your album definitely does that. that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Yeah. I hope people can listen to it in the car and just, you know, get going, get in the right space for their day. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Um, can I ask you a question? If you had to perform with anyone, alive or dead, <laughs> who would it be? Ooh. Like, who's your dream collaboration? Um. I mean, today, I think I would really love to do, this is so weird, actually, that I, I just thought about this the other day. I think today, in this moment right now, I'd really like to sing a song with Josh Groban, um, which he's got, like, the best man voice ever, you know, like, technically and, you know, perhaps opinionatedly, if that's the word. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just saw something that he did with Kelly Clarkson, and she's a completely different style voice than him, but she kept up really well, and it was a gorgeous duet. And, um, yeah, so I'd pick him. And then Dead, which is unfortunate that this, this person is dead so soon, but Whitney Houston, you know. Oh, wow. Um, hands down, man, she's like, she's been my, well, the musical inspiration for just a, a career path, not really her music necessarily, but like the path and having a great, powerful voice and being considered one of the best singers of all time. I would be down to be in that club and hang out with her. <laughs> be nice. Yes, that's, definitely. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Well, your voice is like so powerful. Like it, it really, I mean, you and Josh Groban, I think would crush it, but you do Thanks. really have some so powerful pipes. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you almost um, the comparison to me when I first do uh, was Florence and, Ma- and the Machine type feel, nice. but um, yeah, I, I I just I love your voice. It's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you I got just a did a fan. show actually on yeah. Friday night, and I got the Florence. That was the first time that on Friday, this last Friday that I have ever heard that, and you're the second person now to say that. And I'm like, she's awesome. Thank you. Oh, wow, no problem. <laughs> You got a big fan right here on our show. Uh, yep. <laughs> I got to. Yeah, I, I got to ask you this this question. And in, in reading into your history, I saw that um, you were so set on being a singer and songwriter and being your own thing. Uh, you used to play instruments. 
I heard you had a chance to attend mm-hmm. Juilliard School and passed on that. That really is inspiring to everybody out there. What made you make that decision, and how does it drive you right now, knowing you had that chance and went on to something on your own, and you're doing it? Well, so the the Juilliard thing, um, I mean, so this is what happened. I played the clarinet for like 16 years-ish, something like that. started in third grade, and I played for a very long time, and when I – you know, was in junior high, I played at, you know, the high, the junior high graduations and, and all these things. And I remember there was like a choir class and I wanted to be in the choir. And all the teachers were like, no, you're really good at the clarinet, stick with that. They didn't know if I could sing or not. I could have had, I probably didn't, but I could have had a great voice when I was like 12 or however old you are in junior high. Um, but they told me stick with that. And then I got to high school and I really wanted to branch out and I was told stick with that. You know, a lot of it was I think it's a security thing because music as a profession uh, is not certain, you know, and when you are talented on an instrument, that is something that's used, you know, like in, in philharmonics or, um, you know, that you, you can be a, a studio musician and play on movie soundtracks. And there's a lot of options when you play a classical instrument versus being right. a pop star. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. it was a safer move for me and I remember I was doing um we were doing our recitals our senior recitals and I played Rhapsody in Blue because I it was important to me to be able to do that and I was approached by someone who was like you know you really should apply to Juilliard um you know we would really like to have you there and I and I told my family about it or whatever and I had a boyfriend at the time and the boyfriend was going to go to a different school than me uh, if, should I apply to Juilliard? And then around that same time, because my birthday's in May and you graduate in June, so in May, at the end of the month, my favorite clarinet was a very studio, professional, expensive thing, got stolen. And I had already had, I know, and I had already had some misgivings about it because I felt really pigeonholed. I felt like, I swear I can do more than just this and no one's giving me a chance really, you know? So, um... When it got stolen, I was like, okay, that's it. Like, I don't care about this anymore. I don't want to do this. I'm afraid I'm going to get stuck in this hole for the rest of my life. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you're passionate about it, you know? So um, I forewent any opportunities to um, go to any schools. And I didn't actually start trying to even sing until maybe three years after that. Um and then I started kind of getting my start and found out that that was a whole different ball game. It was really hard still. I didn't know how to play anything. I didn't know how to play the guitar or the piano or all I could play was the clarinet. And I was like, you can't sing and play the clarinet at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had, an I had to figure out a whole new life. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That'd be cool. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I saw you playing the piano in one of your music videos. Um, or did you perfect your skills in that? Yeah, I mean, I still I still see people who are classically trained on the piano, and I'm, you know, jealous, and I want to invest more time into that, and I will as, as you know, time permits for me. But, um, yeah, I mean, I learned how to play the clarinet. Oh, sorry, geez, the piano um, <laughs> through watching people, really. I mean, I already had yeah. a basis of musical knowledge, so I knew about music already. And I knew where all the keys on the piano were. So it was mostly just putting stuff together and messing around. And I would 
I practiced for like six hours every single day. And, you know, it was really important to me to be able to play that instrument because I loved it. I had always loved it. I just never really did anything with it. And um, so now, I mean, now I can do a lot of stuff. And when I perform sometimes, people who play the piano, you know, they compliment my playing. And I'm still really insecure about it. I feel like I'm not that great. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm really good at doing what I do. Like, I don't know that I could do something that was written on paper by someone else well right. without hours and hours of practice. But my own stuff that I write, <clears throat> I can definitely nail that one, you know? <laughs> well, as long as you can play your own songs, I mean... Yeah, yeah. I definitely think the piano is so cool. Um, we always had one in our house growing up. Um, did you have a piano growing up? Mm-mm, no. 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 My mom was very, yeah, she wanted us to all play instruments. So I played the clarinet, and I have two sisters, and one of my sisters played the saxophone, and the other one played the oboe. So we were very, um, it was very important for us to learn music. My mom felt like it expanded our, our mental capacity and blah, blah, blah. So... I knew music, and I think I, I mean, there was, I, I was in band, I was a band geek, and there's always a piano in the <laughs> band room, you know, so I definitely had access to them, I just didn't have one at home, and, you know, I didn't play, I had, you know, I, was, I had to practice my clarinet, you know, all yeah. that junk, so I didn't really have time for a piano until I got older and, you know, found one on Craigslist and was like, this is my life, I'm, I'm this is my new life, I'm doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I got to tell you, sometimes sometimes to not have those items makes you better at them. When I grew up, I had a piano in my house. I had a pool table mm-hmm. in my house, a basketball hoop, and I can't play basketball, I can't play the piano, and I cannot, <laughs> for the life of me, you know, play pool. So, you know. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, hey. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take time now, Danielle. We're going to play your song, uh, one you mentioned earlier, it's Warrior. Very excited. It's an excellent track. We'll get the people a chance to listen to it here on the scoop. So if you'll give us about three minutes, we'll be right back. We're going to listen to off 1440, Danielle Taylor with Warrior. We'll be right back. Awesome. You're moving stone by stone as you climb up the mountains, mighty things. You know it's touch and go, but you say. I am a warrior And when the world forgets you Love one another Cause they're too afraid to Embrace each other You say I will not back down I am a warrior Raise your voice and Gave your heart away in a fleeting moment that has come and gone. So, although you're aching, you say, I will not back down. I am a warrior. And when you get the news that there's nothing else that they can do, so you should say your goodbyes and say, I will not back down. I am a warrior. Raise your voice and 
like in the armor, but they don't know what they're up against. Mama told you to look deeper than the cover. You should listen, cause it's common sense. When you're in the dark and cold without a light, you should know that you are not alone. All you gotta do is listen for that call. It's the one that's gonna bring you. I love it so much. Thank you. Yeah, I love that song. I like the. I'm always sitting in my chair. Like I'm sitting in a chair right now, and I'm always sitting in a chair, like, mm, 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 like to my own song. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Think Jeff's. Hey Jeff. Maybe he's on mute. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Just on mute. Okay. I'm there sorry. he is. Okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> right, we're back. Sorry about that. But uh, let's get back. Uh, again, anyway, as I was saying, sorry about that, folks. It, it happens. A little sloppy material. Um, but getting back, Danielle, that song, is that your theme song? Like, are you the warrior after hearing everything you've been through? Um, is that song basically all about you? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like, you're, you know, there are moments when I have been like, you know, I've gone through some stuff. I've been homeless before and just a bunch of stuff. And I think, you know, even though you feel like you're alone, you're not. Just fight through it. Be a warrior. You got it. Sometimes you have to be your own cheerleading team, your own pep talk. And I am always pep talking myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> definitely. That's awesome. I've been uh, I've been pep talking Jewel for the last couple of hours. This is her... Uh... <laughs> premiere with us tonight and she's a little nervous but she's very excited to be here and definitely excited to have you. Joy, you got more questions for Danielle or you want me to keep going? Um, yeah, I I just wanted to know I uh I heard that you uh opened up for a couple bands, um Wilson Phillips, Aaron Carter yeah. and Howie Day. Um I just mm-hmm. wanted to know, you know, what was the most memorable experience for you or where did you have the most fun and uh if there are any crazy stories you want to share, you know, we're open to that too. <laughs> well, so the Wilson Phillips show was one of the biggest shows I ever did um, so far. I mean, hopefully I get to do big, big, big shows, but um, they, they were at the Saban theater out in Beverly Hills, California. And it was about 2000 people. Um, and the mamas and the papas were there as well, which was totally crazy wow. and cool. And yeah, and so we were all backstage. And normally, when you open for someone, and when there's a backstage, there's not always a backstage. But when there is, a lot of the venues that I've performed at separate us, right? They don't even want us mingling at all. <laughs> so um, <laughs> at this place, the dressing rooms are all on the same side. So you're crossing people, you're using the same bathroom, whatever. So they had a bunch of food out and, you know, wine and party stuff and whatever. 
and they were super cool to us. Um, I had my whole band there. It was a really great night, and um, I was in the my dressing room, and I heard someone singing, and I was like, oh, what is that, you know? And so I heard them in the bathroom as I walked into the bathroom. It was like some chick, and I didn't know who it was. And uh, and so I go into the bathroom, and there's Carney Wilson just singing away, and I'm like, you have my such God. an amazing voice. And she's like, That's I all. know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. She was really funny. Yeah, I know. She was very, I know, but she was so cool, and she was really one of the nicest people um, yeah. I've ever opened for. Yeah, and I've opened for a bunch, but I haven't really gotten to interact with many, so I'm sure several others are very nice. Like, for Howie Day was really great, um, but I didn't have a lot of interaction with him. It was more like, hi, this is me. Thanks for letting me open for you, you know. Um, Aaron Carter, I didn't meet at all, and that show was definitely um, one of my weirder shows. It wasn't weird. <laughs> it wasn't that weird. I don't know. It was weird because there was a bunch of, like, maybe 30, 35-year-old ladies there, Oh, and they, like, all had these signs that said, I love you, Aaron. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you would if you were, like, 10, you know? And um, and he came out, like, he was, like, an hour late coming out of, you know, coming for his own set. Like, normally when you're the opener, you want to do your show and then get off the stage as fast as possible because you want to be respectful of the people who let you open for them, you know? So I got off the stage after my, like, 30, 40 minutes was up. And then he didn't come out for like an hour after that. Um, and I guess the whole hullabaloo that was going on was that he couldn't, and this is a rumor, I have no idea, I didn't talk to him. Let me just foreshadow that. But apparently he couldn't pick out a pair of shoes to wear. Ah. So it took him ah. like an hour and I think he came out in some white Jordans maybe, I don't know, white high top shoes and that was like his pick, you know, and then he danced around and had like, he was like, an, he was like a miniature in sync group, you know. So oh, that was one of the most interesting. Yeah. Mm. But I, I've heard a lot of, I've heard he's had his own, you know, form of turmoil and I don't know where on his journey he was at at that point. So I don't want to poke at him too much because I know that there's a lot, there's a lot of struggle out there. So I, and he's apparently better and stuff now, but it was crazy. It was crazy. I was like, where is he? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That is crazy. And Howie Day yeah. was just um, in our area. He was in New Hope, which, you know, is, about uh, 30, 40 minutes from Philadelphia. And then uh, he was down at the Jersey Shore when I was, and I was so sad to miss him. But, um, yeah, I, I just... He's great. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's kind of like... Um, and I'm actually new. Um, I recently jumped onto the Ed Sheeran bandwagon, mm-hmm. um, which, you know... But Ed Sheeran does a lot of the same stuff that Howie Day did. And I feel like Howie Day maybe I don't know if he, like, started it, but a lot of the looped pedal stuff is a Howie Day thing, you know? And I saw Ed Sheeran doing the same kind of stuff, and I thought, wow, I wonder where you got your inspiration from, you know? Yeah, right. Because Howie's amazing. I mean, honestly, his show was really great. I mean, we've done I've done, I've done a, lot, a lot solo, and I've done a lot with my band, and there are some musicians that just blow you away, you know? And, and Howie Day was definitely one of those musicians. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Very awesome. That's yeah. great. Um, so talking about doing shows, um, two-parter, actually, first of all, when are we going to get you out in the Philadelphia area so me and Joel can yes. come check you out? And secondly, where can I people know. check you out right now for the listeners all over? Where can we find you uh, up and coming, Danielle? Well, so I'm always in California, pretty much. I haven't really branched out yet, which I'm working on. I really would love to do something on the East Coast. I just kind of got to figure out where a good home would be for me while I'm 
not a literal home, but like which venues would be good spots for someone like me, you know? Um, sure. But I, I, right now I do, <clears throat> excuse me, the whole of California. I'm predominantly in central and southern Cali, but I do northern California on occasion as well. And I have a show on Friday, this coming Friday. I, I'm a weekend warrior mostly, but I have shows in Temecula Valley, um, which is wine country. And then um, a couple showcases. And then um, I'm going to be up in Los Olivos. My calendar has all my stuff. So if people wanted to check it out, they could go to my website, which is daniellettaylormusic.com. And uh, they could click on the tour section and then find out wherever I am that's near them. Um, my big fancy show that I have coming up, I'm actually putting on a night of music, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm, I rented out this little tiny theater in Silver Lake, California, and I have this great gal opening up for me, and um, and yeah, we're just gonna do music. Um, it's it's gonna be great. We it's gonna be all all our stuff, and it's gonna be I think three four hours of music in November. Wow. So I, I mean, it's a ways off, but it's there's, there's prep involved, and I'm totally excited about it because you know. I love putting on good shows, and she's amazing, and I think I'm pretty great. So it'll be a really fun <laughs> night of music and food and drinks and merriment, you know. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. I like all that stuff. I'm actually thinking about buying tickets to California. November, I, I like the sound of it. It sounds great. <laughs> November 11th. Um, I'll see you there. November 11th. I want to go. Mark it down in your calendar. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we know, Danielle. We'll, we'll we'll you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're, we're now on the <laughs> We're now on the A-list. So um, what's, yeah. what's better for you now? You talk about a band. Do you like doing band stuff? Do you like doing solo stuff, live, studio? What's your favorite? What do you like doing the best? Well, I am a big fan of live music because I get to share that with people. When you're in the studio, um, it's actually kind of harder to sing in a studio than it is to sing live because live you get one shot to do it right, and that's it. You know, a studio you can honestly perfect, you know, try to be perfect to death. Um, and so you, you can kill the vibe of a song if you're just trying to overdo it in a studio. But live, you connect with the audience. Like, I have a song um, on my record called Family, and that song is about, um, you know, being inclusive as opposed to exclusive and remembering that deep down we're all the same. Um, we have, like, of course, there's a ton of stuff on the surface that's different between us, but when you take all that away we're really very much the same in terms of the human race you know so um it's a big idea and i like to explain it to my fans and i have the part where i have them sing along with me um when i do that song and it, and and you know people get very emotional and they cry and i and i love that because i love connecting with them on that level um and and i don't see that kind of stuff when i'm in the studio it's just me and my producer you know, when I'm doing vocals. And so it's a lot different. So the live thing is my jam. And I don't really, I mean, I love playing with my band. I love playing solo. As long as I get to play, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> so. So um, before we go, we're going to uh, hype it up again. The new album that you can find pretty much anywhere. I found it at uh, Apple Music, Spotify. It's 1440. The artist is Danielle Taylor, and as she said, mostly out of California. You can find her at www.daniellettaylor.com if you want to learn more and hear more. Because i got to tell you, it's worthwhile. The voice is strong. The song is very inspirational. She's very upbeat. Um, 
Danielle, we're gonna uh, we're gonna thank you for coming on, spending time with us. It's great. Uh, and now we're fans. I'm a big fan of this moment right now. Great. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you guys have been really, really welcoming and, and great to talk to. So thank you both for having me on today. It's been super duper fun. And that's thank you so uh, much. We can have you. Yeah, we can have you back on again sometime soon. I would love that. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Um, Danielle Taylor, everybody. Once again, the song we played tonight is called Warrior. The album 1440, DanielleTaylor.com. Danielle, thank you so much, and have yourself a great evening. Thank you. You guys do the same. Talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right, so that was Danielle Taylor. Uh, Joel, what do you think? Uh, She, you know, couldn't be nicer. She's just such a sweetheart. Her voice is phenomenal if you missed her um her song that we played you really have to go on anything go on spotify i have napster on my phone go on that i have her whole album um it's really worth a listen and i you know totally recommend it and you know she's a nice person on top of it so you can't beat it um hopefully yeah you can get out to california soon and see her (laughs) (laughs) yeah hey i'm up for that uh i'm up for travel I'm up for uh, VIP passes. Uh, I'm pretty much a whore. If you give me free (laughs) tickets, uh, free airfare, I mean, I'll wear your T-shirt. I'll sell your logo. I'll sell your stuff in the parking lot. I really don't care. I'm not shy. And uh, now i got Jewel on board, too, and Jewel's going to be doing that with me. We're going to be whoring out the stoop all over the place. (laughs) And uh, So, um, real quick, something I don't do often, but i got to do it tonight because me and you uh, have some mutual friends. Uh, a couple of them are uh, giving us some thumbs up and some praise uh, on social media, telling you you're doing a wonderful job, telling oh, me geez. I'm doing a wonderful job. But, you know, that's that's a given. Me doing a wonderful job is a given. <laughs> that's why I'm here. The, you know, the stoop pays me massive money to sit here nights a week and, and entertain. Um, nothing could be further from the truth, but uh, I, I love it. Uh, but so far, so good, John. We're, we're so happy to have you. Um, a certain somebody has reached out, and he is uh, – listening and we know you're listening john thank you for listening to us thank you for bringing us to this point and uh, we hope to hear from him we're going to hear from him he's going to make some appearances he's going to do some behind the scenes stuff so we know john will be back with us he's with us in spirit and he is too i mean he is the foundation and we're lucky to live in this little world what do you think yes definitely lucky <laughs> um uh yeah i want to thank uh chrissy leaf too because she's really <laughs> the one that got me here. So thank you, Chrissy. Love you. <laughs> we know you're listening, Chrissy. We love you, and uh, thank you. We ha- we actually had a lot of people inquire about the spot. I wanted to go female just to twist it up a little bit. I had a lot of females ask about the spot, and a lot of them seemed great. And when Chrissy had presented Jewel to me, it ended. The, the search ended. It stopped right there. I said to myself, if this girl is stupid enough to sit here and talk with me every night, then she deserves to be here. No, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to some topics. Uh, enough about us. We know we're great. We can talk about us anytime. Um, I want to talk about the quickly approaching end of the summer. I know it doesn't make people very happy. I know people love summer and they love getting out. Um, how's your summer been, Joel? What do you got? Anything special you've done this summer? Anything you're doing big to close out the summer? 
Um, you know, I, I went on a really nice vacation with my family, which almost never happens. And uh, we got to do that about two weeks ago. So it was really nice just to get all the kids together and my parents there. So, um, yeah, it was really nice. We got to go to we, – we stayed in Brigantine and then – um, we partied in AC and then we went to Ocean City for family day. So yeah, it was just super nice. It was a nice, uh, midsummer vacation. We usually go somewhere for my boyfriend, Mike's birthday, which is at the end of the summer. So, um, yeah, so I look forward to the end of the summer a lot too, but that was, it was just really nice because it hasn't happened in a long time and we had a really, really, really rough year. So, um, it was much needed. How about you, Jeff? How was your summer? My summer was was good. Um, you know, always uh, the work, work, work. Right before the summer, I want to take the time to announce this why I'm on this, the air. And if uh, my wife is listening, I did get married since you have heard from me last. Got married in May to Cassie, who we've heard her in the background on shows. We said hi to her on shows. She said hi a couple of times on shows. So we got married in late May, and I, I took my first ever cruise. We went to Bermuda, and I got to tell you, folks. If you've never taken a cruise, get it. Save up the money. Lay out the money if you got it. Whatever it takes. Get on a cruise. Get the inclusive with the drinks and the food. It'll knock your socks off. Uh, ever been on a cruise, Jill? Um, No. My sister just got back, like, a couple of days from her first cruise, and she said it was phenomenal. Um, she's like, no more, you know, vacations to the Jersey Shore. We have to go on a cruise. Like, get the whole family together. Uh, I hear that's where it's at, so... Yeah, maybe next year. We'll see. There you go. Maybe we'll uh, get a stoop cruise together. Again, we're going to whore out, so one of our, if one of our guests is doing some kind of celebrity cruise. Maybe yeah, we'll right? Backstreet Boy Cruise. <laughs> I hear that's a big one. <laughs> there you go. Backstreet Boy Cruise. Uh, we'll do a uh, week's worth of stoop live on the cruise. I don't know how good we'd sound, because if you get the open bar package, alcohol uh... just comes away nonstop. Probably from about, I think it's like 8 in the morning to about 3 in the morning. Hmm. Yeah, I think about, yeah, so you can get your fill. <laughs> yeah. You're waking up to frozen cocktails and you, you're afternooning with uh, different exotic drinks. You're closing out the night with shots and beers. and So if you're into that kind of stuff out there in Stoopland, I don't know if you are. I sure am. <laughs> Let me ask, is there any live music? Because she said there was a bunch of great music on her cruise. That's pretty awesome. Speaking of cruise, I, I just got word. And, Jewel, tonight tonight has just been a huge show. So many different people are coming out. I want to say hello to a couple we met on the cruise. My main man, Wild Man Brian, and his awesome wife, uh, Christy. And amazing. And this is another beautiful thing about cruises when you get on. You meet people. You meet people from all different walks and all different directions. And these people have made their way into our lives. They're awesome. They're hilarious. And I just want to say hi to them. I, I got word that they're listening. Um, Cassie is not only my wife and not only runs the household, she also runs Stoop Studio behind the scenes. And uh, she keeps an eye on the listeners, the call-ins. So, Joel, our, our back is covered. Uh, John will be happy to know that little Henry's back in the studio running around. He likes to bark every once in a while. He's been Aww. good tonight. Uh, you know, so that's what goes <laughs> on back here behind stage of Stoop Studio. So uh, we're going to come out. We're going to say hi to people. So if you want to hear your name on the show, Message us on Facebook or leave us a little message on a text message and say, hey, I'm listening. 
and we'll embarrass you. We'll call you right out. We'll tell people your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, what you look like at 3 a.m., how you are when you get drunk. What do you think, Joel? <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Yeah. What kind of drunk you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to call it the people you know segment. It's going to come up uh, next few weeks. Speaking of segments, this is one that... Yeah, I know. That should be something. Speaking of segments, we're going to do a new one. Uh, this is brand new to the stoop. Uh, we're not so much going to play the songs, but we're going to do a little something called What's on Your Playlist? Basically, we're going to hit the shuffle. We're going to call out the five songs that play in order. And we're going to critique each other's taste in music. Good or bad. Or if you don't know the song, I'm just going to say, I have no idea what that song is. So... We're going to take turns. I'll start off with my number one. And as I, I hit the play selection, mine is a Sugar Magnolia by the Grateful Dead. You can hear a little bit in the background. A little back setting of music. Uh, Jewel, are you a deadhead? Are you a fan of the Grateful Dead? I have to say that I'm not. Um, never got into the whole deadhead scene. Are you a fan since it popped up on your phone? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's on my playlist. I'm a fan. I like the essentials. I don't go too deep. Um, I'm not an acid tripper or none of that stuff either. Mm-hmm. But some of our songs are good. It, it's uh, it's generational. Um, a lot of people, when I was growing up, you, the Grateful Dead was huge, tie-dyed shirts. And it was the big thing in high school. It was a big thing amongst senior circuit. And a lot of people are still big-time deadheads long after the passing of Jerry Garcia. That's my first one, and uh, it's time for you to hit play, Joel, and see what you got. Your first song. What's okay. on your list? Oh, geez. Mine's crazy. <laughs> Just warning you. <laughs> um, here we go. Pixies, Where Is My Mind? Oh, I love this song. <laughs> do you know it? I do know it. I do know the Pixies. Um, again, not a huge fan. You know, when you're my age, which I won't reveal, uh, you kind of grew up in the 80s, and if you were going to date girls a certain type of girl, you'd have to listen to the Pixies. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you had to, and uh, they had some enjoyable songs. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I like your first choice. Um, the song have any special meaning or just one you really like? They're so good. You know, I, I take a lot of my songs from shows and movies, and this was on The Leftovers, which I was completely obsessed with. Um, went to New York and met uh, Justin Thoreau, and yeah, this was the scene when he was like, taking a sledgehammer to his house and it was great um but yeah i love that song there's a bunch of like good renditions of it too like uh this girl sings it i'm not sure of her name no it's just a great song. all right sounds good and no so far i gotta say uh, i'm in the lead but no i'm kidding <laughs> uh this next one i don't know if you can hear it playing in the background but you can just tell just from the intro one Two, one, two, three. Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel's a matter of trust. And, uh, you know, <sighs> being from Philadelphia, we know how big Billy Joel is. He's played here a ton of times. I've seen him four times. Amazing. And this is one of her, one of his, not one of his real big hits, but a great song. Uh, Joel? Billy Joel? Um, I'm more Springsteen than Billy Joel, I have to say. I do love Billy Joel. Who doesn't? But, um, yeah, uh... I just, Springsteen has, I, I feel like there's Billy Joel people and Springsteen people. And it's actually funny because my mom was more Billy Joel and my dad was more Springsteen. 
but now she's like forced to be Springsteen. So, uh, yeah, I love Billy Joel. I like a lot of his songs, you know. <laughs> That's acceptable. We'll take that. It's hard not to be a Billy Joel fan. For me, I always thought it was Billy Joel or Elton John. Really? Both being piano really? men. Yeah, I've seen them. They, they played a concert together. It was phenomenal. But uh, Billy Joel is, is high on my list. And I just see he's in my playlist, and that was a matter of trust. You're up. Number two. You're, you're number two playlist. Oh, my gosh. All right. Bourne's 10,000 Emerald Pools. Okay. Bourne's is fairly new band, I believe, but um, the lead singer is amazing. He sings like an angel. Um, I saw the, them live last Memorial Day, and they were just phenomenal. They sing. Um, I've heard this particular song on, like, a bunch of movies and stuff came out. Um, but, yeah, he's just I I I love his whole album and I hope to see him when he comes back. Maybe we can get him on the stoop. <laughs> How about we you? Always try. We're always yeah, we're always up for trying. Uh not overly familiar with it. I do know uh the name of the band. Um Yeah. And yeah, that's gonna happen sometime. I'm not gonna know them all, so uh appreciate your outlook. I definitely have taken the lead, two to none. My songs are definitely better. But you're doing good. <laughs> uh let's go on to the next one. And this one here, well, I can't believe this even came up. But I enjoy this. Uh, the name of the band is Foster Child. And Foster Child was a local band in Philly. And one of their uh, founding members, Brian Quinn, was on our show about a year ago. Brian has made his way on the candle box. And he's extremely um, popular in the Philadelphia area. A lot of people know Brian. Foster Child, uh, Danny Bysel, Brian Quinn. Great local band. Played the local circuits. Really great musicians. A band I wish was seen going a little further. I don't know if you're familiar with these guys at all. Have you ever uh, come across these guys? No, you know, I was a fan of Candlebox. Um, I I never have heard of Foster Child, but I will look into that and, uh, yeah, see what's up. Sounds good. If if anybody here with connections to Brian Quinn, tell them, say, hey, man, let's uh, let's do some more Foster Child stuff, and the stoop will be there, and we'll broadcast it live, and advertise it, maybe even record it and play it on the air, and I'm getting way ahead of myself. Anyway, <laughs> Jewel yeah. on the number three. Um, okay, here's one for you. Uh, the Velvet Underground, Venus and Furs. You familiar? I, yes, I'm familiar. It, okay. It excellent one. Okay, yeah. Also from a movie. Um, yeah, the Jim Morrison, what was that called? Jim Morrison movie? Jim Morrison, The Doors? The Doors? Yeah, I think it's just called yeah. The Doors. <laughs> um, wow. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, my brother got me on that one. So, but it's a good song. It used to be my ringtone. <laughs> really? Hey, remember that day when everybody had songs as ringtones? That kind of faded away. I like that, though. I like getting different songs. Unfortunately, I would never answer the phone. Let my ringtone yeah. keep playing out, and then, and then you would, would miss it. Especially mine you used sing to be, along. Uh, yeah, mine used to be Van Halen's Eruption. I always wanted Eddie to finish the solo, so I never answered the phone. In case yeah. anybody's wondering. <laughs> that's oh, why man, that's good stuff. we're not Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. All right. <laughs> Number four, and one of my favorite artists. I, I don't know if it's uh, popular to say it at the moment, but it, it's Marilyn Manson. And it's the fight song, and I love it because it says, Fight! Fight. How can't you like that? It's like you just want to <laughs> sock somebody in the nose out of love, not out of anger, out of love. You just want to Marilyn Manson sock. 
You made some saints? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, I was sad. I missed him the last time. He was here like a couple months ago, right? Totally missed yeah, him. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him three times, and it, it's well, worth it. If you've never seen him, yeah, that should be uh, number six on your top five list of fans because you got to do it. Definitely got to catch him once. They're very much worthwhile. I find the guy to be an excellent entertainer. Uh, I don't care about the closed-minded people are in. I think it's fabulous. I've always been a Manson fan for the longest time. And uh, the fight song, number four for me. It's always a biggie. Nice. Very night. nice. Um, okay. It's Jay-Z's new album, 444. Bam. Bomb. However you say it. B-A-M. <laughs> bomb. Bomb. <laughs> But, uh, Bam, bomb, uh, boom, sis, boom, bomb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sister Nancy uh, sample. Um, I really love it. He has uh, Damian Marley on there. And I love this song, but he, he pretty much <laughs> calls him a little bitch. And uh, no, I, 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 <laughs> uh, I've heard people like uh, talk crap on this new album, but I don't know. I really like it. I like I like laid back rap sometimes if I'm in the mood. So uh yeah. I am all for Jay Z's new album and this song. Huh. <laughs> right, you you're gonna marry M M&M and M someday, so you gotta stay in the rap scene. You gotta stay up on what's going on. Marry M and M. I thought a man. Jeez. <laughs> you're you know, I'm sure M and M is gonna be touring enough that you can stay with your man and still marry M M&M. Yeah, if M M&M came along he'd have to deal with Mike. <laughs> Um, nobody comes along for me. Cassie, you are it. You're the one and only. Even though she's no longer in the studio, she's still the one and only. Well, All she right, got so, a um, ring on it. <laughs> yeah, she got a ring on it. I got my, my ring on, and I'm wearing it here in, in studio. That's uh, but of course. So that's, um, four, thank you. That's four and four. Number five, this is it for tonight on what is on my playlist. And how fitting to be my final song. The Boys from Boston. Boston, let me take you home tonight. Yeah, it's a good song. It's like a finale song. Uh, Boston was a big band. They had one really massive album in the 70s, and it was guitar-crunching, electric music, and I pretty much had that whole album on my playlist. This is one of the softer ones, Let Me Take You Home Tonight. It's got that that meaning, and it could be to anybody. Um, like, at the end of the show, let's take the show home tonight. You go out with your wife, let's take it home tonight. You out with your buddies, let's take it home tonight. You know what I mean, Boston? It's all bad. What do you think? You're a Boston person? Yeah, I like Boston. Um, yeah, I uh, I really dig like all '60s, '70s music, but Boston's a great band. You know, they got a great sound, and you know, just music vibe, and um, uh, it's a good ending song. Agreed. Those closers, yeah, one of those closeout type songs. Every band needs them. Every band has them. And when you sit there in a concert, even tell your buddies, like, ah, oh, they're going to play this at the end. And they normally don't, and they look stupid, and I lose a beer, which usually costs about $15 a concert. So, you know, so be it. All right, yeah. <laughs> so bring us home with, take me home with your fifth and final of the night. Oh, geez. I, I'm feeling like you're not a fan of any of mine, but uh, it's it's my girl. It's Lana Del Rey and uh, her new okay. album, uh, Lust for Life and My Feelings. Um, I really dig her new album because the last album she put out I mean I loved but it was really slow but this one has some uh some more upbeat some uh some some good beats and uh, uh really good songs so um 
She got a little political, which was kind of weird, but uh, yeah, the rest of the album's really good. She has John Lennon's and Yoko Ono's son on there, and it's like the prettiest song ever. It's called uh, Tomorrow Never Came, and it's just so cool. It really sounds like John Lennon is singing. It's really pretty because Lana's voice is really pretty. So, um, yeah, you should check it out. I know I talk about Lana a lot, but she's That's not okay. a You're thief. Left- you go. You're allowed to love your loves, and it's not true. I definitely dug Velvet Underground. That was fantastic. A yeah, good yeah. list, and uh, yeah, we both had a good list. That, that's fun and exciting. I kind of like it. I like knowing what you listen to and what I listen to, and we talk about it with fans, and the more people are listening to the show, we're big on music. Um, I, know, I know we like to talk uh, TV and movies. We didn't touch a lot on that tonight, but it's stuff we do. We do some sports. We're big on music. Uh, musicians to me are where it's at. Um, so I, I love it. I love everything about music. And uh, Joel, thank you for playing the inaugural round, the first ever round of What's on Your Playlist. And we'll be doing that thank you. as a regular segment. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so uh, we've talked about everything soup to nuts as far as uh, the summertime and uh, we discussed some different topics. Now we're going to do something real quick. We're not going to dwell on this. We're going to go real fast. It's kind of a send-off to uh, our former friend, John. Philly over New York. Oh, man. That's right, Philly over New York. <laughs> and a lot of people think it's just, you know, it's sports-related. And I know the, the Mets are ahead of the Phillies. And football season's coming out, and I'm pretty sure the Eagles are going to kick the shit out of the Giants at least twice this year. <laughs> uh, you know, Jewel, tell us your favorite thing about Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hmm. That's so hard. I mean, it's just, it's just home for me. You know, I uh, grew up here, was raised here. Um, I went away. I, you know, lived upstate for five years. And uh, um, I just wanted to come back all the time. It's just home. And uh, I've lived in a lot of different neighborhoods, I have to say, over the years. And uh, it's just wherever you go, you get the sense of, people have your back. That's just how Philly is. Um, like I got my car stuck in the driveway, like 10 neighbors came out and helped me. That's just the way we are. Um, you know, you get in trouble, you can always count on someone to, to say something or, you know, be loud like we Philadelphians are. But, uh, yeah, I just love it. You're always going to love it. I tried to leave and, you know, it just pulls me back in. I hear <laughs> Why you. do you there, love there's <laughs> Well, like I was just going to say, there's more love in this town than people believe. We're known as violent. We're known as angry. There's a lot of love in here, though, and it's kind of that tough love, and that's what you get from being yep. a Philadelphian. Um, of course, cheesesteaks and, and tough love. That's what Philadelphia's all about to me. Yep. Um, you know, and when I'm going to compare to what's good about New York, uh, nothing. It's a giant, giant toilet. So there's my outlook <laughs> on New York. <laughs> uh, to our New York listeners, we apologize. Uh, somewhere in there is we Buffalo. We love you. We love you. We love we love the entire country. We love New York and California, and uh, but we're just Philly people, and it's tough to break a Philly person out of their Philly habits. Am I correct? Yes, you are. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do now? Visit, but, uh, I don't know if it lives there. It was just yeah. I, I agree. I've been there a few times. It is fun to visit. There is a lot going on. We're seeing. I you know I would go back again. But I just wouldn't live there. Yeah. yeah. Nobody should live there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not fun. 
All right, so we're uh, we're gonna bring the show home within the last few minutes here and talk about what we got coming up here on the stoop. And I got to tell you, a massive show Wednesday night. Jewel has a look on her face from across the studio that she thinks she's gonna come back Wednesday. Shaking her head, Maybe. no, I don't blame her. Yeah, she's <laughs> enough of Jeff for one night. It wears off real quick. The fact there's a woman upstairs that married me is astonishing, but you know somebody had in there. Anyway, <laughs> if Jewel decides to come back Wednesday night, we have got. An awesome show. Folks, this is one for the ladies. Sean Kanan. Oh, yeah, Sean Kanan. You know him from Karate Kid 3. He was A.J. Quartermain. And that is the name I always hear. A.J. Quartermain! <laughs> for the soap opera fans. He was on Bold and the Beautiful. He's a great soap opera talent. Great looking guy. A karate expert from what I get from his days, Karate Kid 3. He's a karate guy. He's got a book out. And he's comedy now, Joel. He's a comedian. He's got a big comedy show coming up. It's going to be a huge show. We're going to be so much to talk about. We're really excited for Sean, and that is Thursday night. I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me. This Wednesday night, August 16th, again, starting at 8 o'clock. Wednesday the 23rd, I love this young lady. Uh, I loved her from The Nanny when she played Little Gracie Sheffield. Now she's been on Twin Peaks, and she's been seen in Californication. An excellent actor, a wonderful young lady. Madeline Zima is going to be with us on the 23rd. It's a doubleheader show. Madeline Zima on the 23rd. We're also going to be joined by another musician, uh, Tony Chen. Tony Chen is an excellent musician. He's uh, very uh, popular, and he's becoming bigger on the scene. Uh, so we're going to have both of them on the same night. We're going to do a, kind of a doubleheader interview for you, Madeline Zima and Tony Chen on the 23rd. The 28th. Joel, this is one that you're going to love. One that I love. We are bringing back the one and only, the Glam Skanks. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, this is Joel. You're going to love it. These girls are phenomenal. They are tough and right to the point, like we like. Their music is outstanding. I love the album. I listen to it head to toe. We've seen them live. We had a live interview with them. They've been touring with Adam Ant. They made their way to England. They're coming back home on another tour that me and Jewel are trying to get to in the Baltimore area. We'll see how that plays out. They'll be here on the 28th and on the 30th, August 30th, uh, Wednesday night. A super nice guy, a great performer, an all-around fun guy, musician, and pop star singer Aaron Paul. Jewel, you're going to love this guy. You are going to love him. He is. Yes. Oh, my, you're going to be. He's great. We, we met him live in person as well. We sat down and talked to him. He's fun. He's alive. Here, here's a guy that loves life. He's just an awesome guy, an awesome character, and he's going to be on the show August 30th. So we've got a big August. What do you think? Are you excited for the rest of August? I am so excited for the rest of August, and I, I know September is going to be the same. It's just going to be a great come on. It should be. It should be a, a great September as well. We're talking to several guests and, and several people that have more people on the show here at The Stoop. And if you're listening out there and you're a PR person or if you're an artist of some sort, music, uh, you act, you tell jokes, anything you do, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, Jay Perini at stoopradio.com is my email. You can find us at The Stoop Radio Network on Facebook Stoop Radio 1 uh, is our Twitter handle. So we're out there. We're there to be found. Uh, in the upcoming weeks, we'll bring you more information. I get in touch with Jewel. She's new to the show. We'll take it easy on her. We won't let you people uh, bombard her yet with calls, questions, and uh, all that good stuff. As the weeks go on, 
Yeah, yeah, please step back. Uh, ease with the celebrity. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get all that to you. We're we're an open book. We love meeting new people. We love hearing new acts. Uh, like tonight. And again, take the time to thank Danielle Taylor for coming on the show. She was awesome. The song again, Warrior, the album 1440. Find it on all your popular music spots. If you're in the California area, you can see her a lot. Wrapping it up, Jewel, what do you think? First episode, your face turned a little less red as the night went on. Looks <laughs> like you got a little more comfortable. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Uh, the more beers I got in me, you know, you your face gets a little less red, but uh, no, great show. Um, <laughs> I was so happy to talk to Danielle, and um, you know, she's a sweetheart. And I can't wait for Wednesday when we talk to Sean because I know he'll be the same. Hopefully, he really keeps us laughing, and we'll have a really funny show. <laughs> I think he will. If he's uh, anything as we have seen him on TV and we've heard him, he's going to be amazing. He is definitely worthwhile. Very talented individual. Um, I I could try to keep you laughing, but that only lasts for about a minute. So uh, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you're hilarious, all right, Jeff. We all know. Yeah, I, thank you. That's uh, like my calling card. It's not the good looks. It's not the tremendous physique. Uh, my wit. It's uh, or my knowledge. It's my wit. It's my comedy. That's what brings the ladies <laughs> and the the fans coming in. <laughs> yeah. So I just want everybody to take count. Jewel, I'm looking here. Drank. 23 beers tonight while on the air. Congratulations. That's an outstanding number. You know, it's my record, but uh, I'm trying. I'm working on it. <laughs> Maybe September we'll get, get up there. Yeah. There you go. By you know, by September when you're broken in, it's going to be a beer fest. And uh, yeah, speaking of beer, maybe one of these nights we'll bring on uh, one of our writers from uh, Stoop, uh, Tim Simmons. He's a great guy. He likes talking beer. Maybe we'll have a beer show. We'll do that every once in a while. Maybe once a month. Talk some beer. We'll drink great. some beer. Oh, yeah. We'll let it all hang out. Anything that. goes. <laughs> I know, right? Anything goes. Anything that's said is just a open game. That'll be an interesting night. we got a lot of stuff that we're going to be doing here. We're going to be insulting our friends. We're going to be drinking on the air with our friends. And we're going to listen to music. So keep tuning in, won't you? <laughs> you want to be my neighbor? Tell your friends to keep tuning in. They know they love it. You're going to be uh, you're going to be getting quite a lot of praise um, at your next family function, and I'm going to yeah. be getting cursed out. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you again, everybody. Thank you for coming back with us. Thank you for being patient during the hiatus. Once again, I'll thank Jonathan Ragus. He will be back with us in the future. He is still part of the Stoop family. Jewel Tatey? Jewel Tatey said it right. Tatey said it right. Sounds like Katie. That's Italian. You should know this. Uh, For Jewel (laughs) Tatey, I am Jeff Perini. I want to thank everybody again for joining us. We will talk to you Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. Sean Cannon will be here. It should be a phenomenal show. Good night, Jewel. Good night. Thanks. Good night. Thank you. Good night, Stoops. And...